This is The Machine Shop, hosted by Bobby Amo. Well, 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 good afternoon, everybody. My name is Bobby Amon, and this is episode four of The Machine Shop, where we learn about special makeup effects, we learn about masks, we learn about everything that goes into creating stuff, along with cosplays, and among a million other things. And as you can see, once again, there is another person joining me here on my screen. Please, everybody, welcome Lance McKinney. Hey, Bobby, how's it going? <clears throat> it's going good, buddy. How the hell are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Just enjoying the weekend, you know, getting by. Yeah, I hear you. Is it nice weather down where you are? Uh, actually, this is one of the prettiest days we've had. So um, there was actually uh, a walk today. There's a festival going on in my in my hometown this weekend. And um, it's called the Iris Festival. It, you know, something they do in spring when the irises bloom. Um, so there was actually a three-mile walk this morning. Uh, so my wife was in that, and I just went for fun uh so but the weather was perfect for it it's been really cold lately uh they call it blackberry winter down here okay. and it's just where it's already been hot but then all of a sudden you should have a cold snap for a few days so there's like 17 different versions there's dogwood winter black <laughs> blackberry winter um it just goes on and on because it just goes up and down all the time down here so you have one of many different types of uh weather patterns down there as we all do now <laughs> We do. You, it's normal where I live uh, in Tennessee uh, to have the heat on at one point during the day, the air on at one point in the day, and then maybe back to heat or air, vice versa, as uh, seasons go through changes like spring. So it, it can be really fun. How's the weather up your way? Here in Jersey, well, it's a very beautiful day. I've actually been out for most of it right now, along with a few other things I have going on later. But it's a beautiful day here. We have a nice spring day. I think it's in the mm -hmm. 70s. So I have no complaints, although I get warm very quick. So <clears throat> that's going to happen, which sucks. But other than that, it's a beautiful day. Oh, so, well, right. that's good. Absolutely. All right. So enough of the weather. We're not here to talk about that. So <laughs> let's get right to it, Lance. What is it you do? I know you're also part of um, uh, Project Louder as well. But what is it you do? Because you have a company. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this company? Sure, I'd be happy to do that. So I have a company called Masks by Lance, and uh, that's actually how I got involved with Project Louder. Uh, I actually had worked with uh, TJ to get him a uh, new product. He, he got, I think, the first copy of a product that uh, several Louder members actually have now. Um, you've got one. So I, I released um, a Jason Goes to Hell cover mask, um, and... It, those things are usually so expensive and I, I think I had mine keep it at pretty reasonable price. There's no straps on it or anything like that. So I, I think 85 or 90 is what I was running them for back then. And uh, so TJ was like, Hey, you know, tell me about this. So we get to talking and I, I was familiar with the network at the time. And uh, so we just hit it off and, you know, of course I jumped into it, but I mean, I, I make replica hockey masks mostly, but uh, I like to deal in all things horror I've made uh, a few things that are a little bit outside of the Friday the 13th wheelhouse, but I'm, I'm primarily Friday the 13th hockey masks. Um, I'll dabble in about anything, though, because painting is a real passion for me. So uh, I like highly specific stuff. Um, I, I like it when somebody shows me a picture and they're like, I, I want it to look just like this. And I'm like, okay, I, I can do that. Uh, so, it, you know, really, that's kind of my specialty is is – hyper focus on very specific uh prop replication so in other words you like the small details of things you want it to really pretty much be down to the to the t of of any kind of detail there is you want it there right uh probably one of the frustrating things as an artist is is stay up sometimes an hour to get one scratch to look right on a, on a prop compared to a picture that i've seen uh, you know, on the internet or in a magazine over the years or, or anything like that. Uh, and, and I will almost obsess over those little, those little details. And if you follow my pages on social media, I, I take quite a while to, to do my props. 
Um, and, and don't get me wrong, I can do I can do generalized props too. Um, you know, I'll have some people that that they might not want a specific uh, part five mask. They might be like, you know, hey, I, I want a Roy, but uh, you know, do whatever with it. But I want this. I want this feature. Um, so I did a, a bloody one back around Valentine's Day, which I think you're familiar with. Um, so very familiar with. I was reached out to give you that information and you certainly did so uh but you know i do anything like that i just my favorite thing is to do like highly specific things like right now uh over my head you will see right here uh this is uh actually a collaboration project with marcio from horror costume studios uh and what that is is that is a replica of the uh kirk hammett head from uh, you know he owns one of the heads from jason goes to hell uh from the blown up body and uh nobody i don't think i've ever seen this specific take on the hockey mask uh before uh, i've still got to add a few small details with the blood and get the straps on it um but I'm very pleased with how it's turning out because it's just a nasty mask and uh, you just never see these so uh but i've spent quite a few weeks working on that one um you know, every year I pick a certain mask and really like zone in on the details. So like uh, last year, part six masks were my biggest thing that I focused on perfecting as I like mm -hmm. to call it. And they're never, they're never perfect. They're never perfect. I, I don't guess, but, but I want them to be. So, um, you know, but I spent all year on, on part six, making sure that I, I made a bullet hole that I just felt like, you know, was just dead on it. Um, paintball scene mask. I actually did an Alice Cooper mask, which I've not seen many of those done out there. Um, and, uh, the propeller damage mask from the end of the movie. Um, I did, a, I did a few of those really liked how those turned out. Uh, the year before that I focused on, uh, perfecting my Roy mask. Um, just because I've always, I've always liked the Roy mask a lot. Um, not that part five is any more my favorite movie than many of the others, but, um, you know, I, I really dig it and I, I love the mask. So uh, this year, my focus is part four masks. So, um, and that's all variations. Uh, you don't get many requests for the barn scene uh, three, four combo. Everybody wants you to make a barn scene three and then put an ax mark in it. But actually it was the part four mask. So um, I, I probably won't make one of those unless somebody has the guts to ask for one but other than other than that version you know the uh the shower the shower scene the end scene and uh the part five hospital hallucination version of the same mask um i've actually got uh two of each of those going right now um on the shelves behind me so uh right now my office is under construction it has been for several months so you may notice that that's block walls and real rough real rough trim up there behind me um i had an issue and had to strip all the wood off the walls that had wood paneling because my house is you know super new from the late 1970s uh, 1980 era and so uh so i've just gotten around to putting them back on the walls i have a pretty demanding day job and on the weekends and nights i like to paint uh so and you know this past year and a half has been a good year for artists so i've stayed decently busy um so i've just not had time to slap the walls back up but it looks fine down here but i stuck some temporary shelves behind me here so that as things are in process or things are recently completed but they've not been sold or shipped out to their owner yet their place and we don't have to worry about me stepping on them and crushing them at three o'clock in the morning when i should be in bed already so <laughs> It happens, it happens, but that's okay. Since that room is bare, that means it's just it's your creative room. Like I said to you earlier right. in a chat, not creativity doesn't have to be neat. As long as it's got a good end result, that's all that matters. I agree with you on that. A friend of so, mine came over one time, and I said, sorry for the mess. And he said, that's an art mess. You, you should have that, or I don't think you're a good artist. And I was like, oh, well, thank you. There, see, you go. Point made. All right, so you, you just mentioned something, so we're going to dive right into that. Okay, you mentioned Kirk Hammett, as everybody who knows is the guitarist from Metallica and one of the biggest horror collectors on the planet. Now, you said you have oh, yeah. a head a head from him? 
or for Jason Goes to Hell that no, you're making it, a mask for? Or so, so, so dive into that a little bit. Tell me what this little project is, and okay. could we potentially get a little sneak at it, or you can't do that, or you know, probably can't. But I, no, I, I bring. I'll, I'll go grab it. I'll go grab it and bring it over here. I've been sharing it on social media lately. Um, I'm not. I'm not very top secret. Uh, people get to see a lot of my mm -hmm. stuff from the time that it's clear plastic until the time that it's getting ready to go in a bag and go to its owner. So uh, I don't. I don't have a problem sharing it all. So uh, Kirk Hammett bought one of the heads from Jason Goes to Hell, um, and so that head. Uh, I, I still, I, I can't confirm this, but I, I really think that it was the hockey mask on it had to be painted by Bill Hunt because it's just a, it's just a totally wicked, dark, dark, nasty paint up, bulk, bulky char all over it. Um, so I was asked to do a collaboration where Marcio would send me a blown up head, foam filled of his Jason Goes to Hell head and uh cut off at the neck and he actually put it on a nice black wooden stand kind of like the movie prop um and so the hockey mask on it uh was my responsibility in the straps you know so i'm, I'm working on the straps now and show y'all my progress on those because i don't think i've shared that on social media um but so basically i i was asked to do that uh as an involvement with the uh indiegogo for adam marcus um so it, it was a, it was a one, it was a one off perk for the Indiegogo. Um, and you know, of course all, all money goes to fund the documentary and, uh, which I totally support. So uh, long story short, I waited for Marcio to send me the head. And now that I've got the head, I've had it for a little while now. And, uh, so I started working on a blank, uh, getting it prepped and then slowly but surely, it's starting to look just like the movie prop. And if you'll hang on a second, I'll go get it. Sure, go get it. We'll we'll keep it going for a little bit while you do. <clears throat> so, everybody who was listening, you just heard Lance mention an Indiegogo for the Hearts of Darkness, or yeah, Hearts of Darkness for um, Adam Marcus as well for Jason Goes to Hell. So please go check that out, and also go check out Adam Marcus, the director of the movie. So let's see what Lance here has to show us. So let's uh let's see Sorry this. About uh, that. That's okay. Let's let's see this, baby. We're all about showing people the art as well. So let's see this. So oh, as you see, yeah. this Oof. is a blown up head prop, oh. and it's oh. not got straps on it yet, but it's got about twenty two layers of paint on it at this point. And so, and I, I'm kind of a weird painter. Um, I use brushes and I use lots of other things to get my props texture and things of that nature. So uh, I was that, telling somebody I've painted uh, a lot of this mask with Q-tips and cotton balls to kind of give it texture. So and the, te the texture on that. Oh my God. That is for those of you who can't see it, who will have the audio for this, this mask really does look so close to what you do see in the movie, especially on the blown up head. But that it's dark, it's gritty, it's got such a gnarly paint job on it. Lance, you did a fantastic job on that so far. Thank you so much. Uh, I've still, like I said, I've got to add some some blood to it. Um, you know, the Jason Goes to Hell masks where they were kind of embedded into the uh, foam latex appliance that came more. Um, you know, they, they caked a lot of blood around the edges on them and things like that. So, and this particular one has a little bit of splatter up on the face too. So, uh, it's just a, been a fun project. And somebody actually commented on uh, the post today. They were like, I've never seen anybody nail that. And I, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen anybody do one. So... Uh Thank you. I, I know I haven't, to be honest with you. I have not. Well, so. I don't think it's one you'd see a lot of people cosplaying. And, and if it's not going to fit a cosplay, a lot of times, um, you know, a mask maker is not going to get a, a solid chance to make it. So I was happy to get the opportunity um, to do this because, uh, you know, I just think the Jason Goes to Hell costume and the props were so, so cool. Um, 
I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I know the movie gets mixed reviews. I enjoyed it. Um, but, you know, nobody can deny it was one of the coolest looking costumes I've ever seen. And, and uh, so it really it, it really has been a fun little project. And hang on a second. I'll, I'll show you how the straps are coming along. I've still got to do. So this is the raw leather that I've been using for these straps. Let's take, so, let's take a look at those bad boys. So this is what it looks like, just trimmed and cut to size. The, these okay. will be for the these will be for the three pieces that stick on the actual mask, of course. And then, hang on just a second, and let's see. So the straps on the Jason Goes to Hell mask, a little different than most other leather straps. Most other leather straps in the series were really dark and. And, you know, they used like a black or a really dark brown for the leather. And they really went with a real light shade of leather and um, gave it a real like sun bleached look almost. So uh, had a real ashy atmosphere to it. So, so far, Ooh. this is what the leather is looking like now. And you can really feel the texture. And, um, of course, everything, everything is sealed to a point to where... You know, as you see, I can run my fingers across it. It's not coming off on my hand. My hands right. are still as, as clean as they were beforehand. But when you, you get up close and look at it, it's just nasty. So, yeah, that is that uh, is a nasty looking. Once again, for those who can't see it, it is it is really coming along really well. So uh, I've got the, the two the two larger pieces are basically done. Um you know, you can see I've chipped the bark off of it a little bit here and taken out little bits. Um, so kind of give it that aged look. Try to try to make it look like it's been um, well to hell and back. So uh, <laughs> well, for Jason goes to hell, I think that's the perfect way to say it to hell and back. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's one of my favorite things. Uh, love working with leather straps. Um, I use lots of various tools to do that, too. Um I've got like a, a a file right here that I use. Um, I've got various packs of sandpaper around here. I've got a got a drawer right here where I've got different grits and write myself a little note of what what it is. And I've got uh, surgical surgical scalpels that I use to put scratches and things and things like that. So it makes it. Um, just finding weird stuff. When I first got into it, uh, I painted a lot of masks with uh, socks. I would go buy a pack of socks. I don't use socks anymore because uh, I've just I've graduated from socks. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, you could kind of put it on your hand and finger paint with it. As weird as that sounds, but weird, you know, perfect smudges on like a part eight. You know, there's those two smudges right there near the eye. Um, right, right. So, uh, but yeah, I just, I like just try things and see what works. Uh, you never know what you're going to find. Like, uh, here's a turkey baster because I, <laughs> I use, um, I use a new clear coat, uh, which unfortunately I'm not going to say what that is because, uh, I don't know if any other artists are using it, but it's, uh, it's not in a spray can. Um, so I've been using that because I just had issues out of uh, using many artists use um, and it cost me a lot of time because it would it would you know have like a chemical reaction and, and wrinkle the paint up on on a mask I have to sand it down and paint the whole thing again um, so I found this new clear coat but it's it's in like a paint can instead of a okay. uh, instead of a spray bottle so I've got an airbrush now and that's why I'm starting to deal in latex a little bit and uh, so I actually uh, have, yeah, I use this turkey baster to pull the clear coat out of the can and, and put it in my airbrush cup. So uh, just because there was no other good way to do it. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get a turkey baster. So my office is, I mean, when you come in here, you're like, this guy's crazy. So uh, it makes it makes it fun. So in other words, when it comes to creating, you basically utilize what you have to basically make what you make correct yes i do but sometimes you can find me buying ridiculous stuff together like my wife just shakes her head when i walk in the house with a bag from the store um she's like what are you doing with that like i don't know like uh 
I don't know if anybody has seen it, but I made a vengeance mask recently where the guy was like, Hey, I, I want a vengeance mask with like moss all over it. And I was like, okay. Mm. And so, um, I came in with like foliage that you would build miniature models with like, Oh yes. Bushes yes. And stuff. Yeah. And my wife was, in like, um, all, and you sometimes see like an AC more sometimes you do. Yeah. And, uh, so my wife was like, what do you, what do you need this for? And I was like, it's for a mask. And she was like, why is that for a mask? And I was like, guy wants guy wants moss growing on his mask, and I was this looks like moss to me. So, um, but uh, yeah, so makes it lots of fun. I mean, I'm, I, no, that's great that you utilize what you have or what you get. Me as a cosplayer, I'm also a fan of. I utilize what I have to the best ability that I certainly can. So, but like I said, that mask for Jason goes to hell. That, that beautiful. Um, you and I need to talk after the show. Uh, because that is literally on the money, but we'll save that for after. I appreciate that. That's for the that's that's for the Patreon. You know, wink, wink. I understand <laughs> that so, upper level. Go ahead. Exactly. So you said obviously you make hockey masks more than anything. So give us a brief, I guess, summary. What is it that attracted you to make want to make the hockey mask? Was it because many people uh, did it, or people wanted it, or you were just fooling around with it? Like, so what? What made you to do those, and then we'll get into other stuff. Okay, so here, here's what's weird. So um, I'll be 34 soon, and so uh, I really, guess I'm really? Like, you you look 18, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I get 60 all the time. Hey, uh, so I so I I. Uh, I'm at that age group to where I was in middle school around the year 2000. And uh, so I always loved horror when I was a kid. And I remember uh, I was riding the bus one day and met this dude. And uh, he had on a Friday 13th shirt. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And um, so I was probably in seventh grade and he was a freshman uh, riding home with uh, one of my other friends from the school bus who was also a freshman. And uh, so we met each other and he was like, oh, I'm a big horror fan. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. So um, at the time we used MSN Messenger. I, I don't know if you ever saw MSN Messenger, but I, I do know of it. I've heard of it. Yes. Yeah. So uh, so it was a fun tool to talk with people back in the day. You could even use your webcam and things like that. And so uh, started talking to this guy on MSN Messenger. And he starts telling me about all this uh, independent art because if it wasn't licensed and back then there was no good licensed merch. Like there was no. like McFar McFarlane had made an action figure and it was nothing from any of the movies. The closest thing it was, was it was like a mix between part eight and Jason goes to hell yeah and so uh, and that was that was it other than some old memorabilia i bought uh so i didn't know that there were independent artists out there making hockey masks and they were all fiberglass back then and so uh so anyway i remember i worked all summer on this guy's farm and uh <laughs> and i earned enough money to buy like one fiberglass hockey mask and one um latex under mask and so the hockey mask was a part four from DKMYFX and a guy named Gene Mazza. And then the uh, latex mask was from Justin Mabry and it was a hackhead. So uh, anyway, I bought those and they were just so expensive back then. And I just thought, man, it'd be so cool to have more of this stuff. Well, I went to college and kind of got out of everything. And then, you know, Fast forward a few years for my 21st birthday, that guy uh, gave me a hockey mask blank. Uh, I came over to his house to celebrate my birthday. And so he gave me a hockey mask blank and he gave me uh, another latex part four bust that he had. And uh, and he was like, oh, maybe you'll paint it. And I was like, I'm never going to paint this because I didn't know that I could do that. And so, right. um, so fast forward to probably... 2017, right when the video game was coming out, I'd been keeping up with the video game for a while. My, my wife knew I liked scary movies, but she didn't know like I was like fanatical about anything. And so we had moved into the neighborhood that my parents live in and my childhood house is, is at. And so as the game's coming out, I'm like, man, this is really giving me like Jason fever. And I was like, I wonder, I, I wonder what the indie artist game looks like these days. So because I hadn't been on anything, I'd been, you know, kind of big into kind of big into Myers, big into Friday 13th, um, you know, uh, MichaelMyers.net, Nine Owls, Message Board, things like that when I was a kid. So I was like, oh, I wonder what that stuff looks like these days. 
so I, I pull it up and I'm like, man, this is insane. This, this is crazy good. And I'm seeing all these hockey masks out there from, you know, some of the big name artists that are out there these days. I'm like, man, these look awesome. And the price is, they almost look like they were cheaper now than what they used to be. And everybody was using plastics. So, and then I remembered that I had a plastic hockey mask blank and I was like, you know, I should paint that. I'm going to do that. So I go over to mom and dad's house and I start digging through my old bedroom, which is a guest room now. And, uh, behind the air duct vent, you know, the big, uh, you know, silver tubing, uh, flexible tubing, um, mm-hmm. because their house didn't have central heat and air when it was built. Right. So there's one of those in the, in the closet of uh, my old bedroom and I push it to the side and, um, there is that hockey mask blank. And I was like, Oh, I found it. So uh, I remember it was June that year, June 2017. I go over, um, my aunt lives next door, um, and my uncle that's passed away, he was an excellent hobbyist woodworker. So he has this full shop with like everything. And I was like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on this. I'm gonna paint it. Well, the hill, the, the holes were already drilled out and the eyes were already cut for the most part and the axe gut. So, I take this mask and it's really, it's really like a, uh, like a part four style blank. Um, the ax cut was kind of drab, but you know, it's really part four looking and I painted up like a part six and I remember it it wasn't that great. Uh, but you know, it looked cool and it it had nice details. And wow, that's your first mask. I was like, yeah, it, it is. So, uh, as time went on, I just, you know, started buying blanks and painting them. And, and, uh, I never did the China blanks or anything like that. I just wasn't a big fan of it. I always thought they, you know, they didn't look good to me. Um, nothing wrong with them for the people that use them, but it just wasn't my thing. So, uh, long story short, I, I just kind of kept doing it. And so, uh, after about six or eight months, I painted about every mask that I wanted to have in my own collection and I wanted to keep painting masks. So I was like, you know, Hey, I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to keep doing this. So I continued to, uh, to do it. And I would do runs of like three or four masks at a time. So, uh, I would, start working on three masks I kind of do an assembly line thing, kind of do my own thing and then try to sell them afterwards. Um, I was back then I was selling masks for like 60 to $70 a piece. Um, you know, didn't matter if it was a part seven or a part six and, and I wasn't really making any money, um, because I'd have several hours invested in them and I'd have, you know, quite a, quite a bit of money in the supplies and, and, but I just keep, I just keep going and, and keep painting them and uh, throw them on eBay at the time. So started an Instagram uh, and, you know, just kind of continued. But really, it took about a year before I really saw um, a lot of interest in my stuff. And um, but but really, I mean, I didn't have the talent at that point. I mean, you know, I was naturally okay at it, but, um, don't get me wrong. I mean, I've seen worse, but it, it wasn't like I stepped out and was just amazing when I first got started. So, but it's just one of those things that I've enjoyed doing. Um, and thanks to that friend giving me that hockey mask blank, I would, I would have never known I could do it until then. So, uh, was really, really happy about that. So, so in other words, it took you a little bit to basically work your way, uh, into the community, but I will say you've done a really damn good job with it. Thank, thank you. Uh, yeah, no, it, it did. I mean, I, you know, I, I sold, I sold all those first masks that I did, and some of them I got way more money for them than I, I felt like I should have. I, I guess I, you know, I thought they were so cool when I finished each of them, and then I'd start looking at them, and I think that's when I got obsessed with the details because I'd look at them, and think, man, you know, that's cool, and but that's generically a part six mask, or that's generically a part four mask. So, uh, I just started, you know, really like honing in, um, some, some masks, like I said, part four. So part four is my number one focus this year. Um, let's let's take a look at that baby. Well, I was going to show you. So whenever I hyper-focus on something, I develop a notebook and, uh, instead of killing my phone battery, 
I have these giant prints, ah, uh, okay. and and I sit and work on them as I'm going through everything. So, um, got some good ones, uh, nice blown up close ups, and the highest quality that I can get. Uh, of course, you know it's not cheap to get photos printed, so why wouldn't you? Um, and then I've got got several folders in my phone. So if you go in on the albums on my phone. You just go through and you can see I've started adding some Meyer stuff to my routine. So uh, you kind of see that I've got different folders for different things. So, right, uh, right. So it, it really, uh, I, you know, I, I just, I love stuff like that. I, I can almost zone completely into something. Uh, you know, sometimes it drives my family crazy. My son's a little bit that way too. Um, but, uh, but it makes it fun. So, uh, but definitely focusing on the small details is something I get, I get a kick out of. So with part four, I can show you some of my part four in process mess. Hey, I'll grab an end scene and a shower scene that I've got going back here. They're, they just need blood. So hang on a second. Sure. Show us to that. So for everybody watching, sorry about the connection. Not sure what happened there. So he's going to show us a part four, a couple of part four masks he's been doing. So for those of you who can't see, unfortunately, if you're listening to the audio when this comes out, you know, go check out Masks by Lance and you will be able to see some of these masks. So he's going to show us now the part four ones he's been doing and then we'll uh, we'll keep continuing on. Okay, so right now. Ooh, that's oof, that's a beauty. Thank you. I've got this uh, shower scene mask um, that I've got working up. I've got another one that's just recently started, um, but it's still, it's not even got, it's not even been yellowed yet. Uh, all my part three and part four masks start white, and then I take them to, to this color and okay. then start adding in scratches and details and things like that. Um, several layers of not only paint, but clear involved on these um so but and then you know what i like to do because i have kind of a special blend that i use for blood right. um it involves uh some expensive paint and about four different recipes so I, i'll have four palettes in front of me right and um and i use a thickening agent too and so uh the work time is probably maybe maybe an hour at most once you mix up a batch okay. um, you might get you know if you wait another hour you might be able to get just a little bit out of what's there but because of the thickening agent it's i mean it's going to cure quick so um so i will do the blood on these and you know several other masks all at one time i've got a part five uh, grave scene mask over there um that i've been waiting to do a little bit of blood on it too um, the Jason goes to hell, uh, the blood will be a little bit different on it because it was mostly stage blood, you know, just standard stage blood on the movie mask. So, uh, it'll probably just be a two, uh, a two blend, uh, blood job. And so I I'll be just doing that one, uh, by itself probably, um, because it it's pretty, it it's pretty basic to do on that. Um, but with the part four masks, I, I try to give them quite a bit of life and quite a bit of pop. Um, as you can That's, see, ooh, that one's, yeah, I like that. Oh yes. The, the end scene is my favorite it is probably maybe my favorite hockey mask in the series. So, um, but, uh, I put the clear coat on extremely thick, um, because I just feel like the part three and the part four mask was extremely shiny. Um, this is also, uh, that new clear coat that I've been using too, um, that I bought the Turkey baster for. So <laughs> as you see, the Turkey baster paid off because this thing, at, um, you can see yourself in it at some angles and some lighting. So well, I could see myself in it in be behind that mask, but that's a different story that those <laughs> really do look good. That clear coat really comes out nice on it. The, everything pops on it. It's, and it's not a white, it's like a yellow with the, I, I, I'm saying that's a fantastic job. So I, I love I appreciate it. that. That looks, that looks wonderful. That looks great. I used to do them a little different. Uh, TJ, for instance, he's got a part four from me uh, back when I was still using patina varnish and uh, patina varnish will give you a great part three or part four mask. Um, it's a very expensive medium. And uh, a lot of people didn't understand that and they didn't, you know, 
and I really, I think I was only charging like $10 more for, for that compared to my other masks at the time. And it just seemed to really throw people off and everybody just, so I found something, found something better, um, to, to achieve a translucent yellow tone. Um, so, and it's really oddly enough, it, it's just a blend of paints. Um, I paint my acrylics on very thin and, uh, and I do mostly work in acrylic paints. And so I use an airbrush a lot now, uh, which has helped things tremendously too. But, uh, but I, I don't know, um, I can actually, because of the way that I do my acrylic blends, um, I was making a part seven mask one time and about halfway through it, I took a video uh, to where I would zoom in and zoom out. And when you would zoom in, it would turn brown. And when you would zoom out, it would turn gray. And it was just the way that the lighting was catching because the paint layers are so thin. Um, because like I said, you know, on a lot of masks, you're talking 22 or, or 24 layers of paint. Um, you know, if it's a certain mask, it, it can be a little less, can be a little more. Um, you know, Jason Goes to Hell, that's, it's got a lot of layers compared to other masks. I mean, you know, they just kind of stacked and stacked. Um, but then you've got like the remake mask back here. Um, mm -hmm. I, there's probably 30 layers of paint on one of those. Um, so, uh, and actually it's a new product for me. Um, I had a customer who was just begging me to make remake masks and, um, I just didn't. And, and I think it's because, um, I really wanted to be able to do resin remake masks as I'm kind of anal retentive about the, um, the thickness of the masks. It doesn't match that of the movie. Um, kind of just turns me off from wanting to do it. And so uh, still don't have resin remake uh, masks, but I'm working on it. Um, I've got a, a project going right now. Um, I was able to borrow a, uh, a Nika remake from a friend and uh, probably going to end up ruining it, but I told him I'd repaint it with an accurate paint job instead of what it has, <laughs> you know, from NECA. But, uh, you know, I'm going to mold that uh, in a matrix mold. I've, ne I've never... I've never done that before, but uh, I've been researching it and uh, slowly gathering up materials. And uh, of course, you buy the silicone last because you don't want that to sit around. But uh, Smooth On's right. had a lot of issues this year. Um, Smooth On, one of their biggest plants is in Texas. And uh, don't know if you know that, but uh, Smooth On provides most of the mold making materials and resins that artists use to make a lot of these props. And uh, with that uh, cold snap and storm in Texas, uh, it actually caused uh, Smooth On to have to jack the prices up because of supply and demand. Um, they just, you know, they have a shortage and um, there's a large demand. Like I said, artists have had a really good year this past year and a half. And so, uh, unfortunately, um, resin's going up and, and mold supplies aren't, aren't getting any cheaper either. So, uh, so I've had to slowly work on that project. Um, working on building a vacuum former right now. I've got some of the supplies for it. Um, start, you know, making my own masks from scratch uh, because right now I just buy blanks and, and paint those. Um, but, you know, this past year has made it interesting for a lot of people to, to even find blanks. So, um, I, you know, it, and I just think, I think that it is a, a good thing as you grow as an artist to slowly, uh, you know, do more and more with your process. So, um, I'm looking forward to that, but definitely, uh, not looking forward to the struggles of trying to find decent plastic and, and trying to get a machine to cooperate with me because right now the only machine I use to make a mask really, um, I wouldn't count my Dremel as a machine. It's too small. Um, the closest thing to a machine is I use a belt center on every mask because, uh, I hate it when I see a hockey mask and the edges aren't even, and you know, they're like, well, that's just how, that's just how they send it to me. Right. And right. I'm, and, I, and I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, that's how they send it to me too. But, and you know, so they'll have, uh, they'll have a set of snips, you know, aviation snips ah, and they'll, okay. they'll, they'll trim the edges off of it, but it leaves like a zipper texture on it. And right, I, can't, right. I can't handle that. So what I do is I take it on the belt sander and I, I run it through. So, um, each mask, I'm spending just about 15 minutes on each mask doing that. 
So just smoothing the edges of the plastic out and, and getting them all to a place, making sure that even enough flashing if it's a certain mask or things like that. Because some of the part six masks that trim those well and left a lot of the outer lip. Yeah, uh, you, you could you could see it in certain scenes, yes. Yeah. So uh so you know, you gotta be particular about that too. Uh, nothing wrong with being particular. It shows that the perfectionist comes out and what comes out usually nine times out of 10 is really, really good. And if it comes out that one bad time, it's a restart to get it to the nine times out of 10 again. Oh, yeah. And if you cut too much off of something, you're done. You've got to figure out something else to do with it. So it makes it a lot of fun, too. Mm -hmm. So 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 there's always a give and take. You always got to it's always trial and error, right? Well, I tell you what will fix a lot of that is. You take Sharpies and you mark where you want to stop and you, <laughs> you, you, you look and mark twice, just like you're working with wood. You know, I told you my, my late uncle, he, he, he liked to work with wood and, uh, and he'd always tell you, you measure, you measure twice and you, and you mark twice if you have to, and you cut once. So I've or, if you're, or if you're like me, you measure 5,000 times and cut maybe one and a half just in case. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I've been there too. Uh, but but yeah, so I mean, uh, I've, I've gotten to where I mark a lot of stuff. Some of it I have to do freehand though because the Sharpie just messes with me. I don't know, man. Um, so I, sometimes it's chaos. Sometimes it's organized. It just depends. Depends on what project it is. It's organized chaos all around. Yeah, yeah you got a good point there. Uh, so... But yeah, so it's uh, it, it's it's neat doing that with the, uh, but machine wise, I've never you know. So with my vacuum former, um, I've purchased a heating element, and uh, so basically, I'm going to have a lot of people get like an oven to heat their plastic up with, or they use their home oven, which I don't recommend you do because you cook food for your kids in that. Um, mm, yeah, but but they do. They'll you know they'll sit and vacuum form in their kitchen. They'll get a vacuum box off Etsy, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm just hoping that I can build one solid piece that heats up top, has sliding bars, so you put your plastic in the frame, you turn on the heater, as soon as plastic drops and gets to the perfect temperature, then you drop it down and kick the vacuum on, and it's all one, one process. Um, so uh, that's what I'm going for. So I'm taking my time to get that right too. Um, but I did predict that second quarter 2021 would be when I'd have that. So I've got about a month to put my money where my mouth is and get that done. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Right on. All right. So we pretty much got your whole creative process and your process of making hockey masks, but there's something else in your frame that I see that I want you to just touch on a little bit. I see some Michael masks up there. So you do them as well. You dabble in them. Just give us a little bit on the Michael. Masks. So, so, uh, like I said, when I was a kid, you know, it, Jason was definitely my number one, uh, my, my number one slasher for sure. Um, but man, I always had a place for Michael. Um, you know, it, it, anybody my age, you, you had a late nineties Don post the mask. I mean, you, you just did. <laughs> so, um, as a matter of fact, I had mine signed by Dick Warlock cause he lived close by and that buddy from the school bus actually had lunch with him, um, at a local restaurant. So it was cool. So he got it signed, but, uh, but so yeah, um, I'd been avoiding, um, the Halloween collecting, uh, because it can be very, very costly in comparison. Um, because oh, I, I collect, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I collect from other Friday Thirteenth artists. I mean, you know, I've got I've got a, a a decent little bust collection and under masks and things like that. I don't deal in any silicone, but uh, latex and resin. Um, I've got you know, pretty much a piece from every movie. And uh, the only one I don't have right now is a Jason Goes to Hell, and that's just because there's supposed to be a movie mold uh, release coming anytime now. Yes. So I sold I sold my set in anticipation so that I could get one of the movie mold heads. Um, I, I'm hoping that still comes true. If not, I'll probably just go to Marcio and get one um, just because I love the way his uh, fits a mask that actually has the, you know, the, the skin flaps that come over a hockey mask and will hold it in place. As you saw, mm. um, that mask isn't glued to, to Marcio's head. It's just held in place by it's, yeah, those you, skin you flaps. Yeah. You can see the flaps like it stays on. Like that's, that's pretty that's that's how you know it's a good quality item 
Well, yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but but my first Jason Goes to Hell display, really cool piece. Um, it was a Hellbound 3.0 um, by a company called Nightmare Effects, which is defunct now. And apparently that artist ripped off a lot of people. But I, I grabbed I, mine. I, I remember, th I remember that, and I remember the issues that was going on with that. Continue, please. Now, but uh, but I got mine secondhand. It was a really cool looking piece. Had a good good paint job. Um, but obviously, I mean, you know, do, do you want this latex head or do you want movie mold and hopefully resin? Well, I want a movie mold, hopefully in, in resin. So, but uh, with Marcio's, it's really cool because um, it holds some ass without even straps, and uh, and it just it fits well. Um, you know, like I said, I may try to uh, get one of these heads for myself at one point just because it's such a cool piece. That's the hard part about being a collector and an artist is that sometimes I don't want to ship the product when it's done because <laughs> I'm just like, this is so cool. Yeah. Um, this is going to be one of those pieces that when I'm done with it, I'm going to have a really hard time taking it to the post office. Um, but for anybody that's bought from me, you know, I ship pretty fast. Um, I take my time getting your mask done and then I, I hurry at the heck to the post office when it's done. So right. um, that one you referred me, uh, we had a, a time crunch on it. Uh, uh, and and I, you, you, you were messaging me like, dude, I have it done. There's a problem. It might not make it for Valentine's Day. It might not make it at all. I'm like, what do you mean it might not make it? Just you got to give it a day. Like, you don't know. Like, trust me, it's going <laughs> to. I remember saying to you, trust me, it's going to make it there. And what happened? Man, on Sunday it was delivered by the postal service, so they must have had a COVID uh, a COVID shutdown, and you're seeing that in a lot of post office right now. Um, but mm -hmm. it's so scary as an artist, you ship somebody their product, and it, especially if it's for a special occasion. It's always when it's for a special occasion, you ship their product out. They're thrilled with it. They can't wait to see it. They can't wait to give it to their loved one, mm -hmm. and then boom, then boom. It's it's been at the same postal uh, hub for four days or something, you know, when you're, you're looking at it, they're looking at it and they're like, come on. And I'm like, I gave it away three days ago or yeah. four days ago, or it's not in my hands anymore. You're like watching that tracking number. Like, <sighs> yeah, come on, man. <laughs> I, uh, I scan, I scan all my boxes as I ship them out. And, uh, so my app automatically has all, you know, my sent packages so that I can look at them daily. And, uh, and yeah, when that happens, I just, I just get so distraught because I'm just like, man, I, I did what I was supposed to do. I, I did what I was supposed to do. But but thankfully, like you said, it makes it there. And I've been very lucky about that. So I'm very happy that that's how it's worked out because this has been a special year. I mean, you know, it's the highest volume that I've ever seen in, in replicas for sure. And uh, there's a lot of hurdles to get over. So um, but it's worked out, man. It's it's worked out. Uh, can't wait to see more conventions happening and things like that. And people really getting to enjoy these things, because I know some some cosplayers have built awesome costumes this year um, while they've had downtime. Um, you know, just some collectors have built their collections up in a way mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I've seen some yeah. crazy displays this year. Um, so, you know, I love that stuff. I've got a life-size uh, Part 5 Hallucination Jason that hangs out in, in my office. He usually sits uh, about where that shelf is. Okay. Um, but obviously, uh, for the reconstruction phase, I you know, I've got him and the bulk of my collection over on a table over here, a folding table I just got and put stuff on. Uh, and then I got these shelves to, now these shelves will hold my Myers masks. Um, you know, as I start to build that collection now. Um, so, but anyway, I, you know, I, so these Myers masks, you'd asked about that and I never did tell you, these are rehauled trick or treat studios masks. Those are both a Kirk. I've got an H1 and an H2 up there. Um, the Kirk is a very big mask in comparison to like what I'm used to latex mask wise. So like I have about a 23 and a half inch head, 24 at most. And uh, these masks have to be about 24 and a half or 25 inches um, because they're too big for, for me. But now the H2, I could, I could pull off in anybody that's got a narrower head that wants to do an H2. Um, the trick or treats Kirk is actually a great choice for you because you can go in and give yourself that warlock look. You can you can stuff out the temples and things like that. So you can take a, a banana face like mine and, and give it a tough guy face like Bobby's by stuffing it with stuff and things like that. So pretty much like a muscle suit for your head. And and 
be an easy H2 look. So obviously anybody who's got a, a, a more, you know, a more squared off jaw and, and, and headline look could pull it off fine anyway, depending on the size of their head. But, uh, but no, it's been fun to do those. So like I said, I got an airbrush for Christmas for my wife and, um, and immediately I was like, I'm going to paint, I'm going to paint an H1 mask. So I never, I'd never dealt in latex masks before other than collecting them. So I bought two, well, I bought one trigger treat Kirk mask and I was like, I'm going to convert this to an H1. And so I'd always wanted one of Justin's, um, Michael Myers sculpts when I was a kid. Right. And, uh, and so I never did get a chance to, because they were just so much out of budget for me as a, as a kid. So it was really cool getting one of those in. And so like, as I get it in, uh, I try it on and I think it fits okay. Um, but you know, I, I hadn't been dealing with any of the Michael Myers stuff in years. So, uh, so I get it and I look at it and I'm like, well, all right, well, the first thing I got to do is rip this hair off because I'm not going to use the hair that comes on it. You're supposed to rehair these. So, uh, so I started ripping the hair off. Well, the paint started coming off with it too. And I was like, well, now I got to peel this paint off. And mm. so I start peeling paint off and, and going through it. And, and like, I kind of, I guess where I'd never done it before. And I'm so weird about details. I was like, man, I, I I'm afraid that I screwed this up. So I, I go ahead and buy a, another trick or treat skirt. And I'm just like, well, okay, I'll, I'll try again. I'll figure something out to do with that. Well, then like I realized it's just part of the process. Like, like you literally, you know, try to remove all the, all the paint and hair. So I spent like a whole weekend on each one, just removing the paint and hair. And then, um, so after that, I get the eyes cut. I'm like, all right, well, you know, that kind of looks like Michael Myers' eyes, you know. And I start doing overlays with a with photos from the movie masks and things like that um, to try to, you know, make sure I've got the look right, proportions, and everything's in the right place or as close to it as you know I can get it. And so uh, then, my, you know, I start going through my airbrush paints, and I'm like, all right, well, what did that? what did that skin look like on the 1975 Captain Kirk mask? So I start going through and, and blending paint and trying to find something that works. And and so then I, I finally get a mixture together that I like. I, I use for, for my airbrush, I use Tim Gore's bloodlines um, and okay. lifeline paints. So it's a Createx product. And, um, and I don't know what you're saying. A guy buys an airbrush and then immediately goes out and buys the most, expensive monster paints out there. I'm like, well, I don't know if they're the most expensive, but I just love the way they look. And a lot of uh, paint ups that I've enjoyed, uh, they've used this paint line and I'm like, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try that. So, uh, so I really like how the flesh tones came out on it. And uh, I, I might actually go grab the H2 and show you guys that um, because you, there's so much flesh on the H2 that, I mean, the whole neck, the white has rubbed off of it. So, um, so then at that point, uh, with these masks, I actually use the Tommy Lee Wallace method. I use the same kind of paint that he did. Um, I don't know that going forward I'll do that with Michael Myers masks. I've not made a full decision yet. Um, I just have a feeling that the that the chemical makeup of that paint has changed since 1978. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because, I mean, spray paint's so much different now. And that's why I use my airbrush for most of my hockey masks now, because I can make a custom blend of paint and I can give it the sheen that I want it to have. I can, you know, I can do anything with it. I'm not tied to whatever Krylon wants me to do or, you know, mm, whatever. Yeah. So, but yeah, so, go ahead. So Krylon has been a popular spray paint. I know that people have used it on so many things, but yeah, it's definitely changed over the years. There's so much, I think there's way more crap in it now, but I agree. You know. I, that is, well, you think about it like this. So you see, look at movie props. Think about the part four masks, for example. So um, one thing that I remember is that in the nineties, when I was a kid and you mm -hmm. spray painted something, you could almost look at it and the paint would fall off of it. It just, you know, it flaked off so easy and it scratched off so easy. And now they put so much enamel in it and so much hardener. Um, it just doesn't come right off really easy. So I decided that if I took an airbrush and I added my own sheen in and things like that, that uh, essentially I could replicate the 1980s, 1970s paint a lot better. So, um, 
but uh, it's been it's been neat dealing with latex. Um, so I've got liquid latex here. Uh, you add that in. You add that in with your paint, a little distilled water. Um, you know, a one 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 ratio of three different things, and so it's been really neat. Uh, and of course, the the cool thing is, is I like to make my own blends of paint. So um, I've got my Captain Kirk flesh uh paint here and uh for the most part you get it mixed up really good i've got um part three and four hockey mask paint that uh i've pre-mixed based on a recipe that i developed uh and that's what you saw in those hockey masks i showed a minute ago um i've got part eight i've made my own custom blend for part eight now um so and it's got its own bottle here somewhere um but so yeah I, I just think it's a lot better that way and i'm gonna start doing that with my michael myers masks too so i probably won't do a ton of those um just because just, just a just a few to well, branch yeah. out so the thing about those is that i absolutely hate um undoing another artist's work like i don't like to repaint other people's hockey masks like i feel it feels disrespectful to me um and even though trick-or-treat studios i mean they say it's it's just a bunch of old ladies down in mexico putting these masks together i you know even though it's not a perfect mask i just feel like i'm disrespecting somebody else's work so um i'm probably going to deal in blanks on those so i don't know if you can see the h4 over my shoulder uh, so. Yes, I do. And uh, again, we need to have another conversation. Uh, that'll be later down the line. But uh, continue, continue. So, so uh, that's actually, I bought that as a blank casting. Um, another thing really cool, I've got a couple of H2 masks um, that I'm wanting to get done soon. So I bought a couple of uh, Dom Post um, William Shatner blanks. Hang on just a second. Let's, let's take a look at the blank. And so ah, uh, I've been working on this one. So obviously I've cut the mouth and the eyes out, but, but so actually the guy who sculpted the original um, 1998 Shatner mask, um, he's still around in the community over there and he, he sells blanks. So I was like, Hey, I, you know, let me buy those. So I, I hope to get a little free time soon and paint those. Um, and uh, of course, you know, I do the paint and the hair myself. So the hair is interesting and fun. Uh, not at all like you'd think it would be. But uh, so, for instance, here is some blonde wool, uh, sheep sheep's wool. And okay. she's kind of, kind of in bulk. Um, here's a darker blonde. Um, so like the H4 mask, um, actually this, this one over my shoulder here, uh, right here, I'm actually planning to do um, the as it's seen today version of uh, one of the masks out there. And so if you look, uh, it's very much like a lazier version of how they did the first. So um, it, they use blonde hair, but it was really blonde hair. And then they very lazily sprayed it over like instead of like like on the on the H1, like they were like. Tommy Lee Wallace picked through and like sprayed inside and like there was very little blonde left um with the H4 they they literally they styled the hair and then just went over top of it it looks like yeah they I did mean, that oh yeah you could see it you can stick your finger in and push to the side and it's just all blonde so um that's what so, happens when production lays on you so hard sometimes to get shit yeah. done yeah, no, and, and they're in a rush. I mean, Lord, they filmed one scene in H4 with just a straight-up Shatner mask. Like they, yeah, they blonde, did, blonde yes. Hair, blonde hair, flesh tone. They forgot. They were like, oh, crap. Um, so it, it's really it's really fun there. But uh, there's just so much involved on those. It's a totally different uh, medium. I just I don't ever want to get to the point to where I'm bored with my um, – where I'm bored with my work. Um, I feel like some artists uh, that are large name in the hockey mask business, um, they make the same product over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they'll sell a hundred of the same mask in one month. I mean, that's probably, I, I think that's probably an exaggeration, but 
several of the same mask in one month. And I'm never going to be that person. Um, that's why I keep direct control. Uh, I thought about launching a website and actually, uh, TJ and I looked at putting a mask by lance section on project ladder and it couldn't, I couldn't get it to cooperate. Um, and to no fault of the networks at all, just, it just wasn't, it just wasn't working in a way that I felt was going to make my orders consistent. So, uh, and, so when I went, when I went and thought about it, um, I actually, uh, I, I'm at war with eBay now because um, eBay changed their payments policy. They just got too greedy, in my opinion. So mm. I refuse, I refuse to sell on eBay. For for those of you who have told me that you'll buy from me again when I'm on eBay, um, you're never going to have one of my masks um, because I'm just, I'm not going to put it on eBay. Uh, I don't want them to put it in my bank account. I keep my normal bank account separate. Um, and then my PayPal is where all my business is done. So I, I got an Etsy page. So I've actually got these two Michael Myers masks on my Etsy page right now. Um, and I've got that remake mask right there on my Etsy page right now, um, just because they're pre-made and, uh, you know, sometimes people want to know what you have in stock. Well, that's what I have in stock. So if you go to the Facebook page or the Instagram page for Masks by Lance, the, the link to that Etsy page is right there. So, uh, you know, if you're ever like, I want a mask from Lance, I don't want to wait for it. Um, what's he have available? It may not be much. Um, you know, sometimes like these part four masks, I'm just making them because I because I want to perfect how I make that mask. And so uh, so I'll probably have, you know, those in the pre-made section at one point just because, uh, you know, I, I test things and then it turns out really well, usually when I test new methods. And so but I don't like to do that on a commission piece unless the person knows that it's going to be kind of a test um so and and usually it has to be somebody who's cool with it somebody who's ordered from me before um i'm pretty selective about my commissions i mean i've told a lot of people no before i've just said no i'm sorry i am too booked up right now i you know because i do like to take my time on it um you know i've got a few things going right now um Bobby, you and I have a, a project in the pipeline that I've got yes, the blank. I've got the blank sitting right behind me, and I just need to take a sharpie and map out the special mm-hmm. stuff we well, talked well, about. Well, can uh, can I? Uh, I know it's. Is it, can we see that blank real quick? Is it possible just to yeah. show it off a little bit? Yeah, I can show before, it off before we, before we before uh, we wrap this up. Yeah, hang on just a second. All right, let's so, uh, let's take a look there. So this is this is Bobby's palette. This is a. Uh, this is actually nothing, you know, special at this point. It's just black plastic. And I don't, I won't be making Jason X masks in black plastic anymore, but this isn't going to be a Jason X mask for Bobby. Bobby's too special for that. So not going to get into that, not going to tell Bobby's business, but we're going to use this for Bobby's project. But from now on, um, I'm actually doing Jason X masks in resin, like the movie mask. And it's very okay. thick resin. Um, it, you know, it's going to look great uh, in, uh, I like to stick with movie accurate and, and they used white resin for the masks that I saw. And uh, you can kind of tell when you get up close, it's actually not much different than the way these part four masks are painted. So okay. uh, it was, it was lots of yellowing over a white surface. And uh, you know, it's just weird to think of though on that because you think, well, well gosh, that mask looked Brown. Yeah, it did. You know, I mean the whole point of, of weathering something is to build up grime, uh, and, you know, just eventually get to the point where you're caking it on. So uh, so that's always a lot of fun when you start with white and you end up with a very dingy yellow brownie color. So right. uh, so looking forward to that. But but yeah, Bobby, we've got to I, I need to take some time with the Sharpie and, and then get your preferred tastes on on your vision uh, to, to see if what I draw on there lines up and then I'll take the Dremel out and make it happen. So, uh, slowly, but surely we, we can discuss that later or another time. So there's plenty of time here, boss. Oh yeah. I appreciate you, sir. All right. But, uh, but yeah. So, so, uh, all right. So, well, we're going to wrap this up now. So Lance, where can they find you and where can they find your products? I know you mentioned already, but give, just give us a rundown where they can find you and your products, please. Okay. So the best way to get a hold of me is through either my Facebook page, Masks by Lance, uh, or my Instagram page, Masks by Lance. 
Um, ironically, there's no other masks by Lance out there. So if you find masks by Lance, you found me. Um, so if you're wanting something that I already have in stock, um, if you want one of these two Michael Myers masks that are sitting over my shoulder, um, they're available right now. Like I said, I recommend you have about a 24 and a half or 25 inch head. Um, but you know, they're on my Etsy right now. So if you go to either of my social media pages, you can, you can, at that point, uh, find the link to the Etsy and that's just a good way for me to move masks, have it go to my PayPal. Obviously, if people see something that they like and I don't have it in stock, just message me and see what my schedule looks like. And then at that point, uh, you know, if our time frames line up, I'd be happy to make a mask for you. Um, just know that I do take my time and it, because I want your product to be perfect. I want, when you get it, I want you to be like, this is exactly what I was trying to get. This is exactly what I saw in the movie and this is exactly what I want. So, um, you know, I always happy to, to give somebody that moment. All righty then. Well, that's why it's good to be a perfectionist. Well, perfect. Well, well, no, we all have it. Trust me. I'm it too. There is no, I say there's no universal for perfect. There's everybody's different definition, but perfectionist is the same definition, but that's another conversation. All right, so uh, that is going to be it for this episode of The Machine Shop. Again, everybody, please go check out Masks by Lance and Mr. Lance McKinney himself. Go check out those hockey masks and go look for those Michael masks. Just looking at them through the screen here, they look pretty badass. So, Lance, I want to thank you for joining me on thank this you for episode. Absolutely. It was a pleasure to have you. We got a lot of processing in there, so it was perfect. So for everybody who wants to hear and or listen to this episode and see it, please head on over to the projectlouder.net where we have too many other podcasts to name, but uh, please come check us out. We will have so much more shows. We have products you could come check out. So please come check us out. Listen to us all the time. So many podcasts to check out. You'll see me on Mondays with the Gore More podcast. You also have Beetle Bros. You have... Uh, Lights, camera, exploitation, somewhat supernatural. That's just to name a few. So go check it out. Come check us out. Come listen to this. Come listen to it all. We really want you guys to come in there. So that's going to be it for this episode. I am Bobby Moan, and this is The Machine Shop. This is Masks by Lance, and we will catch you guys next episode. So stay spooky. Later. See you, everybody.